The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your health care provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Have you ever suffered from going to one of those holiday parties, watching everyone swallowing some beverage, eating all these canopies, and you're like sucking on a celery stick and you still gain weight? You ever tried, tried, tried all those tricks? To eat healthy during the holiday, you bring your own meal. What do they call it? A covered dish? Don't understand the covered part, but it's covered. You bring the covered dish, and when you arrive, you eat with small plate on a small plate for portion control. You exercise before the meal. You exercise after the meal. You drink water. You do everything, and still you gain the weight. If you've ever had problems with healthy holiday eating and keeping the weight off, today's your day because we're going to discuss holiday healthy eating or weight gain, or what I call affectionately the intuitive holiday weight syndrome. In today's world, it's very common. You can see it on every morning show, evening show, all the blogs, all the magazines, if we still have them at this date they all have some tip or another about healthy holiday eating they trot out the broccoli on a dish next to some kind of rejuvenated eggnog of some kind i don't know how many calories are in eggnog but come on now they always have you know martha stewart kind of chasing some kind of sheep in the pasture i don't know what that's all about all in pursuit of how to get our eating healthy, have fun, and not gain weight during the holiday. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to 
consume food and have a great holiday and maintain healthy weight. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. Remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. You can get the show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday, that's today, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So I really thought about it when I wrote this show. I always write these shows ahead of time because that's just the way I am. I'm a hell of a preparer. And I've noticed that when you go to the show, you know, the holiday party, you walk in and you see the people. And I've done that since I was young. And I always would gain weight. So over the years, I tried a variety of tactics. And I noticed that they trot them out each year. One was I would run in the morning or do some exercise, figuring I speed up my metabolism and that would dull my appetite. Didn't work. Then I decided that I would use a smaller plate and tell people I wasn't hungry. Didn't work. I was stunned. Then I would bring my own dish. Somehow I would always fall asleep, feel sleepy, and it wasn't the turkey because sometimes I didn't eat turkey. Sometimes I fell asleep before the meal one Thanksgiving. I couldn't believe that one was a big one. That was when one of the, the relatives were dying, which is interesting. I figured that one out. I started to begin to figure out what was going on because I felt that the weight gain, the sleepiness, the exhaustion was because of the food. And that's what people think. People think that the holiday weight gain is because of the food, and it's not. And I'll give you an example. One Thanksgiving, I couldn't do what I usually do which is when I come into a party, maybe this is you. If you're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa, you're probably very intuitive. And so when you go into a party, you you get nervous. So you may go into the kitchen and avoid the nervousness because anxiety and intuition run hand in hand. And I did that, past tense. The thing is, when you see people when you first come in, you might get a beat on it quickly. You might think, hmm, John and Susie don't look as happy as they used to. And you push it inside. And you go, John and Ted don't look as great as they used to. I wonder if they're having problems. Mary and Sue don't look as good. All the couples, you know. I wonder where that kid, those people's kids are. And you just note these things. And you just push them in. You just don't say anything. And then you start feeling that nameless discomfort. So you think, I know. I'll volunteer in the kitchen. So you take off. When in doubt, avoid. And so you go in the kitchen and you you start chopping the onions. But as you're chopping the onions, your mind intuitively wanders into the living room. And you're thinking, you know, I think Mary, his face looked really red and puffy. 
Nope, you're focusing on the onions. So you sweep them into the pot. As you sweep away, you're concerned about Mary. And then you start in with the garlic. And I never understood a garlic press because it's, those things are a pain in the neck to clean. I do not use a garlic press. I have my standards. I chop them as God intended with a knife. So as you chop the garlic, you're thinking, you know, that kid doesn't look good. I notice he's not getting as tall as the other kids in that family. Why is he? And you can't stop your mind from intuitively roving into the other room. By the time you've finished the garlic and the onions, clean your hands with the lemon juice. That's a little trick there, which I'm sure you know. And proceeded on the summer squash and the baked potatoes and all the other stuff you've done. You go into the bathroom to wash your hands and you look in the mirror and you say, you know, I look a little edematous. I look a little puffy. Yeah, you do. Because you're intuitively starting to already gain water. You're picking up all the stuff that's going on in the living room as the people are eating, and you are not, I might add. You are moving around like a banshee. Theoretically, you should be not eating, but eating up calories, but you're not. You are carrying all these people's problems. They're going to your adrenal gland because you're getting nervous for them. And they, your adrenal gland produces cortisol. It goes to the nearby pancreas. And roll out the barrel, you release insulin and problems with blood sugar. They're eating, you're not. And worry and anxiety, they're drinking, you're not. Worry and anxiety visits on the first intact brain. And that would be you because you can't medicate yourself. You're not eating and drinking. You're cooking or cleaning or helping. That's the work of Salvador Mnuchin, someone who talked about the sensitive one in the family, the anxious one in the family. And the thing is, you may have noticed by now whether you eat or don't eat, whether you drink or don't drink, whether you exercise, bring a small, big dish, or even eat in a basin, you may gain weight. And that is because it's not just healthy holiday eating, it's healthy holiday surviving and thriving consuming the energy in the room. Can you do that? Can you intuitively tolerate? It's about tolerance. People think, oh, I gain weight when I eat the wheat or the peanuts or or the milk or the lactase or whatever, the glutase or liastase or whatever the taste is. The thing is, you may eliminate the wheat. You may eliminate the dairy, the lactate, whatever. You may even take lactase pills, but there is no pill and there is no elimination diet for the unlimited number of people who are similar to the people in your family who annoy you. Say you decided to do a radical familyectomy. You do not hang out with your family anymore because they abuse you. They don't understand you. They've shunned you, whatever. Chances are you will meet people in the world who are just like them or you will be a relationship anorectic and have nobody either way it will not be good for your metabolism a relationship anorectic is like your metabolism will crash you eat less and less your body's metabolism sinks and eating the same amount will make you gain. You know that. Yo-yo dining does that. 
eat less, then you go back to eating the same, and then you eat less again, and your metabolism cools off because your body accommodates. The same thing with a relationship anorectic. You cut out your family, you cut out those friends who are not like you, you cut out those people at work, and that, and more and more and more and more because you don't get along with those people, you don't tolerate those people, like you don't tolerate all those foods. And then cutting out all those people, like cutting out all those foods, you learn distress, you don't learn distress tolerance. And your body doesn't get the nutrients of belonging. How do we get our nutrients and stay healthy in the, during the holiday? We learn to stress tolerance. We learn to observe, describe, allow, and accept. Yes, it's true you shouldn't throw yourself at the buffet and eat everything that's not present. And the same thing is you shouldn't throw yourself and immerse yourself in every family event and consume and be around everybody in unlimited time and like have them on your lap. That's like eating every dessert and eating every type of carb on the menu. It's important that you have judicious use of people and things on the menu. And by balancing, observing, describing, allowing, you will understand that holiday healthy consuming isn't just food. It's learning portion control, not just by food, but by people. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about holiday healthy eating. If you want to know more about the solutions to my show, you want to go to my latest book with Louise Hay, All is Well or Heal Your Mind. You can join me. I'm going to do more of this now. Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa. Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1. Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you can't get online today and want a private reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475. We'll go to line one. Amy, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hey, Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you. That was a great talk, by the way. I love that. Oh, thank um, you. I have, yeah, I have a pain in my left side, and I... Of course, I want a flat belly, and I have a mushroom belly. I don't know if you could scan me and tell me why I'm having a sharp pain under my left rib area. Oh, first of all, if you have a pain in your left rib area, what's underneath the left rib? Uh, pancreas, small intestine, colon area. Okay, first of all, you know that everybody's anatomy is different. Uh-huh. And I'm going to use the phrase traditional women and traditional men because, as you know, gender is a contu- continuum. And there are people who do not have prototypical wiring for heart. So some people may have indigestion or pain underneath their esophagus and stomach as a symptom of heart problems. Are you following me? I am, and it started out as what I thought was an insect bite about two weeks ago on Friday. Wait a minute, I stop thought. it with the insect bite for, hold on a second, okay? Okay, go on. In, insects will be there longer. A common thing's a common. You look at the most thing, the most common thing, okay? First of all, where do you live? San Diego. Okay. 
if you were going to say uh, South Dakota, I was going to go, what insects? Summer going on right now in the daytime. I know, I know, I don't. Don't don't rub it in. I live in Maine. If you rub it in, I might cry online. So this is the key. Anybody who has a a pain, a sharp pain, from their neck into their lower abdomen, I was taught as a physician that they get an EKG, a heart scan, unless otherwise specified. So that means if this is new, you're going to go to the emergency room. Are you following me? Uh-huh. That's the way it is. And you don't self-diagnose. You don't think, you know, I thought it was that bug that I had a run-in with last week. You, you can't do that. You have to rule it out that it's not a problem. Do you get it? Yeah. I had, you, to, I had what I thought was food poisoning because then I had diarrhea for three days after the bug bite. I understand. I, I know, but listen. Yeah. Still, it doesn't matter. It's uh-huh. it, you, you just get it squared away. You understand? Yes. Yes. The first thing that I see is relationships are a real priority for you. When a relationship doesn't work, you don't do well at all. I see heartache in the past. True. Well, you were traumatized. You've since taken your marbles and gone home, which means I've done with these people. I see you were trying to have a relationship with someone, and let's just say they pay, they played fast and loose with the truth. You were trying to have a relationship with them, and some third person interfered. This is a while ago. It doesn't matter. As a result, you've removed yourself, avoided, pruned people from your life, and it affects your digestion, your blood sugar, your weight, your immune system, and ultimately down the road makes your blood sticky in your cardiovascular system. Who do you live with, Amy? I live in a residence with a bunch of different women. Okay. Who was the person who hurt your heart, betrayed you? Probably my ex-husband. There you go. What did that person do? Wow, early 90s, we just went through a transformation, and he went one way and I went the other. No, 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 no. no. I come from Rhode Island, Rhode Island. And my aunt uh-huh. Edie, who had a sixth grade education from Portugal, never said when someone got a divorce, she never said, oh, he just went through, they just went through a transformation. She never said that. Do you know what she used to say? What? She used to shake her fist in the air and she'd say, he's a no good, dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? She I also do- did it when she drove. If somebody passed her the wrong way or she thought they had attitude, she'd roll her window down, shake her fist out the window, and scream, you're a no-good, dirty dog, as if they could hear her. But needless to say, that was her way of being supportive when a husband and wife didn't get along. There was no transformational journey, especially if someone played, as I said, fast and loose with the truth. 
How did this person yeah. abandon you and deceive you when you said yep? Um, I was trying to get over an eating disorder, and I was very anorexic, so I was trying to put weight on, and then he told me I looked pregnant, and I had a little pot belly, and I was just so devastated by I needed his support, and I just felt whacked. Okay. And uh, that's perfect. A little like that. Okay. So that's what you don't say to someone with an eating disorder. Exactly. Um, having had, I don't know where you are. Are you in a bus station? No, I'm uh, sitting in a meditation garden. That's un- not completely, it's completely unmeditative, but that's beside that. That's some garden. Those um, insects probably sound like trucks to me, but suffice it to say, that might be half your problem. You might have gotten a collision with a very large insect. Listen to me. Do you still have disordered eating? I do. I'm not anorexic or bulimic at all, but I... That's not um, what I said. I said, do you still have disordered eating? Do you want, you want to know why I tell you that? Because that's what that study is by Salvador Mnuchin. He talks about those sensitive people in the family. Many of them had sleep uh, eating disorders. I kind of left that part out. It was made specifically for you. Anorexia, bulimia, obesity... And then also diabetes type 2, IBS. They were the sensitive yeah. ones in the pam- family. They spoke the, they picked up the unspoken truth. Later on in science, they showed that those people's digestive tracts are made differently. They have different kinds of neurotransmitters. And so their digestion works differently. They yeah. also did studies I- where they showed that when their abdomens get distended, either with fluid, with whatever, they get dysphoric in an OR. They kept the person awake and they just put fluid in their bowel. And the person reported being incredibly sad. So there's something about a person's bowel, their stretch receptors, and their serotonin receptors, which is about sadness, anxiety. 5-HT3 serotonin receptors in the bowel that are different in someone with eating disorder. I believe it. I have bowel I know. That's what I'm saying. In addition, a lot of people with eating disorders tend to partner up with people who are, it's a third chakra issue, has to do with self-image, right? Eating disorders, disordered self-image, self-esteem, responsibility, and unfortunately, someone with overdeveloped self-image, narcissism. And narcissistic people have a hard time balancing awareness of their feelings and someone else's. What kind of fool would come up to someone who obviously has a problem with eating disorder, um, eating disorder, body image, and say, you know, you look and, and I'm not even going to repeat it because it will just traumatize you again. It's awful. It's like going up to someone who's in a wheelchair and going, you know, ever been, ever been to the Indianapolis 500? I mean, it's cruel. That is a cruel, callous and callous meaning numb. You just don't do it. And for the point of view is that you're hypersensitive, they are insensitive. For every pot, there is a lid. They look extremely happy about themselves and self-assured, and you feel just the opposite. And that's one of the reasons why you're drawn to them. I still want you to go to 
um, get your heart looked into. If only because people who've had anorexia or whatever in the past could have messed up bacterial flora or problems with their gums and teeth. And if that's the case, because of earlier, decades earlier, and if that's the case, case, you could be seeding your blood with bacteria that could influence your heart. Do you understand? So you have to follow that. You could have had injured your gums and teeth earlier in your life, in your teens and 20s, which then could predispose you to cardiac disease now, even if you're not actively anorexic or bulimic. Do you get it? Yeah. So that I cracked itself, my jaw with my teeth, yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you have to tell them about your eating problem because it may affect your bowel motility because of other things that you did back then, and that may affect your immune system. Only then, after you do all that stuff, can you talk about the bug biting you. Do you get it? Yeah, I got it, yeah. Boy, what, so, what for example, my spine is completely fused. And back in, I think it was 1999, I had all these symptoms that were obvious of a spine problem. But this guy, who's very good at the time, said that I might have MS, multiple sclerosis. I looked at him and I went, all the tests were negative. Really? Are you kidding me? Common things are common. That's the phrase. Look at your situation. You have had a lifetime of third center issues. Digestion, weight, eating, and that ultimately can affect teeth, gums, blood, circulatory system, and heart. You have to rule that out before you think of a bug. Lots of people get bugs. But even then, if you went to an ER or you went to an infectious disease, they can very quickly, at the same time as running an EKG, they can check your blood for an infectious agent from a bug. Do you get it? Yeah, uh-huh, I do. Good Thank luck. You. you take it easy. But you live in a community of other people, but you live alone. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. That's true. Do you did you ever have children? No. Wish I had, but no. Anorexics don't have children. <laughs> you have it. to. Right. So you were really anorexic. Yeah. Yeah, I was skinny. If you missed the whole reproductive thing, now is the time at your age to start to foster not just a bunch of women, but a multi-generational family group of people around you, where there are kids, older people, everybody in between. Throw in a bunch of goats, oh, sheep. That's what I'm doing. Sheep. Do you understand why that's important? Oh yeah, I'm craving that. You know, it's like somebody wants a chocolate cake. No, I want community of people I love being with. That's what I'm hungry for. I know you want people who have gummy bears. The kids got a sippy cup. Someone poured it on the rug. I mean, you need let more. Eating disorder people have OCD, everything's controlled. You need the entropy, the messiness of family. Good luck. You know what that means? That's the music. You know what that means? When we come back, we're going to talk more about how to have healthy eating during the holidays and a healthy weight and body. 
You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to solving the problem of how in the world do we eat healthy and not gain weight? Well, the point is, is that we don't just eat food. We consume energy during the holidays. Yes, we do, whether we know it or not. As soon as you come in the room during a holiday party, you're not just eating and drinking. You're breathing in the energy of the people in the room. And this show is about the medical solutions, medical intuitive solutions to staying healthy. For one, watch yourself. Observe and describe. Do you want to run in the kitchen and hide? Do you run in the bathroom? Spend a lot of time in there checking your makeup? Adjusting your outfit? It means you're feeling nervous. If you find your mind drifting to people in the room, thinking about them, don't say, oh, I'm being judgmental. Be aware of what the thoughts are. Chances are you're reading people. When you pick something up, bless them. Send the message back to their higher power lovingly. Don't push it away. Observe it. Describe it. Allow it. Like water dripping down a duck's back. Let the information, the energy that you're picking up in the room, flow around you, not through you. Don't push it away. That takes effort. That releases cortisol. That creates, quote, stress, whatever that is, that makes you get sick, tired. During the holidays, you lose less control. Your normal habits of staying away from food and people that you're intolerant of, that control is removed. During your usual life, you spend less time and you keep a distance from food and people that you're intolerant of. But during the holidays, you do the opposite. You spend more time and the distance between you and them is removed. For that you have to go on not just a food awareness plan, but an energy, a medical intuition awareness plan. Many families have 
a tight schedule. Well, we're going to meet Christmas Eve or we're going to meet every day of Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. You're going to, they got the schedule there. Like when they go to Disney World, we're going to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It, this is not going to be good for you. If you're the sensitive one, like the lady with the eating problem, or you the sensitive one in the family with a digestive problem, or you're the intuitive, the Reiki master, or the, uh, the reverend, or whatever, psychotherapist, body worker, politician, I'm not so sure about that. <coughs> Chances are that schedule might not be for you. Spend a little bit more distance. Don't just have a food diet portion control. Have a time portion control. This is important. And then not just have less time with them, but be careful about who you're with. If you're going to be around someone that makes you a little anxious, makes you a little irritable, spend some time going asking neutral things, but then go to the other side of the room and go, gee, these drapes are wonderful. Where'd you buy these drapes? Neutral themes. Neutral themes. If they're sensitive to criticism or don't like talking about their health, don't go, have you ever noticed your hip hurts? I'm intuitive. I've been taking medical intuition classes and I detect energy in your left hip that's related. Don't do that. Just say, how about these drapes? How about those red socks? Keep it superficial. Superficial is often more healing than deep. Love at times resents approaches that are too intense. If I could only follow that phrase, it's very hard for me. I once went up to a person in a cocktail party, a Hay House cocktail party. I said, excuse me, can I ask you a question? She said, yes. I said, concerning the type of metastatic cancer you have, is it there's two types that one is that will always kill the person. The other one is indolent. You last for 30 or 40 years and you never die. Which one do you have? That was my idea of being cordial and casual. And a cocktail party. Don't do that. Okay? Incidentally, she had the more severe case. We will go to line two. Kayla, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Uh, yeah, I was calling in because I suffer from um, practically consistent headaches. I was just calling in to see what could be causing them. The first thing I see is your problems are sixth center. In medical, in intuition, well, in anatomy, we have a brain. It's a quick and dirty brain. Mm -hmm. We have a temporal lobe where all perception goes through. Seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling, taste. But also, the intuitive aspects of those. For seeing, we have clairvoyance. For hearing, we have clairaudience. For body sense, we have clairsentience, and so on. But then we have the thing on the top of our head, like a helmet, the mute button, that censors it so that we can cover that up, all those intuitive senses, so we hear no evil, see no evil, fear no evil, so we can keep the family, keep the marriage or partnership, keep the money, keep the job, keep the parent and child relationship, 
follow rules so we don't get arrested in society. And the, parent, the issue is, is you have a great capacity to see someone in their highest potential. If you love them, you block it out. You put that frontal lobe on and you can censor the difficult part of them. You just close the door, muffle your ears, close your eyes, and you see nothing. However, your mind can't and your intuitive sense can't. And there's a certain kind of person when they're around you, it drives your head crazy. Thus, the headache. There's always a kind of person that chooses to not see something. Where they'll say, nah, that's not true. It's the invalidating kind of person. No, nah, it's not hot. Nope, I wasn't driving fast. They will always deny, deny, deny. And it's aggravating. And when that happens, it's frustrating for you. But you try to cover up the frustration because anger competes with love. And because you love someone, it's hard for you to get angry with them. So the anger goes into your body. The anger releases epinephrine and makes muscles spasm, tension. But the anger goes to your adrenal gland. Your adrenal gland and your ovaries makes more estrogen. So you get estrogen dominance and muscle tension and thus head pain. Who was the first person in your life that always, when you said something, they go, no, that's not true? Who was that person? Um, it's the father of my kids. <laughs> Perfect. So you went right to the person. The reason why I said who was the first person is because usually. Yeah, there's more than one. <laughs> I know there is one. Usually the individual, if they're still with them, if they're in love with them, they won't be able to see them. Thus the headache. Because if we were doing this reading on Unity Online Radio, Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa, that's a plug. If you had just married him, you'd say that's not him. Because you would be blinded to it. But you still get your headaches. You get it, what I'm saying? Right, yeah. You understand. Because you picked him, you married him. To pick him and marry him, you wouldn't have been able to see that. Is that correct? Correct. So before him, who in your family, that was the person, that was the question I asked, who is the original person in your family who was like this? My mom. Perfect. That was what I was trying to get you to ask. That's what usually people say. Oh, that was my mother. When I'm usually trying to get them to say their partner, but you skipped, you were pretty healthy. <laughs> Suffice it to say, you said mother, and then you said the father of your children, right? Correct. Yep. And often this kind of irritability they have or obstinacy or having difficulty seeing things from other people's point of view, so it makes you frustrated, is often in part genetic. Would you agree that the children you have have half of your ex-husband's or their father's genes? Yes. Now then, you don't live with that guy anymore. Are you going through a uh, garage or something? There was a ding? Uh, no, it was 
it was my phone. It'd be okay. my other phone. Uh, You're good. Very fine. I'm good. Thank you very much. I feel so validated. Anyway, <laughs> make a long story short. Did you ever marry their father? No. Okay. See how I had to ask that question? It's a sensitive issue because you didn't say my ex-husband. You said the father, mm. your father. And so Correct. how many kids do you have of his? Two. Two. How old are they? Nine and seven. Which one is what I would call negativistic? You say tomato, they say tomato. Uh, my oldest. Thus the headache. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. Have you yes, ever heard of the phrase, bang your head against a brick wall? Yep. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the phrase, and I coined it, I would get through to you easier. I would get through easier if I opened up a closet and talked to the hangers. It would be easier. Not to, that one. That I made that one up. It's not publicized yet. <laughs> I look at your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility to making antibodies against your thyroid, but that's not your primary problem. I see something different with your eyes. I can't figure out if they're dry, which is really diff hard to understand because you're only 33. I can't figure out if they're dry, they get irritated, there's something in the air, or what that is. They just look red. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid, I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if you've had problems tolerating fat or oils. I wonder if people in your family have had problems tolerating fat or oils. I wonder if people in your family have difficulty with small cysts in their pelvis. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix if you still have them. In the past, I saw a capacity for a red dotted pattern in your cervical, vaginal, or urethral area. I see something different about your hand, your right hand. I can't figure out if there's tension in your hand, there's pressure in your wrist. I see a tightness in the muscles in your neck. I wonder if that's due to an old injury, an accident, odd posture. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, yeah. I do have, I, I don't know anything with the um, oil um, as far as the cyst, yes. And um, where are the, the neck tension. Where is the cyst? Um, I just had, um, oh, like, in, in the, um, oh, like, ovarian cysts. They all went away, though. Like, they would burst on their own from the birth control. Okay. And um, the neck tension, yeah, um, that's actually was how did just flared you, how up did you, a few days How ago. did you get it? Did you have an accident? Um, I had an accident a while ago, so if I sleep on it a certain way, it, it seems to lock up all the time. What was the accident? Um, it was a car accident and a rollover. Okay. 
that may be your problem. Because a lot of times when a person has an injury in C3, C4, C5, it can make tension. Believe it or not, I know the, the nerve just because of the surgery I had. I think it's the inferior occipital lobe or the auricular nerves. And they can cause a hell of a headache. It's really painful. Really painful. It's a neuralgia. Because the muscles, the, um, the muscles on the sides of your neck, the sternocleidomastoid, they tense down mm-hmm. to try to hold your neck up. And they press down on those nerves that supply the muscles that go around your head. The corollary is people who lean forward because of back problems to try to stand erect, their piriformis muscle and their rump area spasms down on top of the sciatic plexus. And it feels like you've blown discs or they say my back went out. And that causes something called pseudosciatica. So whether your muscles in your neck are clamping down on nerves or spasming, or in your lower back, they're essentially the same. And usually they have to do with an old injury. First of all, go to a neurosurgeon or orthopedic surgeon and make sure there isn't something structurally different about your neck. Do you understand? Okay. That's very important. If it's not, then go to someone who does neuromuscular surgery who can help you with those um, muscles and their trigger points and help you figure out how to relax those muscles so they don't clamp down on those nerves. I learned how to do it because it was, it was so agonizing. They might ask you to use ice or heat. I put a heat thing on it now and it helps it. I used ice after the surgery, but I, that surgery was unbelievable. I actually, it can actually cause you to have pain in your ears too. Um, the other, the last thing is, if you're, the surgeon says you're fine, you could also use something called Yamuna, Y-A-M-U-N-A, Yamuna Body Rolling. Go to www.yamunausa.com, and they have practitioners who can help with the neck. They use these balls, and they teach you how to use them. But do that only, only, only if you've, the, the surgeon says you're clear to do anything with moving into the neck. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, thank you. you no, know, not a problem. You take it easy. Good luck. We will go to line three. Eliza, I'm Dr. Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. Um, hi, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I haven't been well for a while. I have um, a certain condition, if you want, I could tell you about it. And um, I was getting better, and I guess I was in so-called remission. And then I overdid, I moved to the city and I overdid and I, you know, relapsed, but then I got better again and I got worse in March and I've never recovered and I do have a theory okay. about why. Okay, first of all, because this is not a private reading and we only officially have like seven and a half minutes. Okay, well, maybe you could scan me quickly. Okay, no, 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 I can't just scan you. It okay. Let me tell you um your problem is first center first and second first center has to do with families roots 
gives us a sense of safety and security in the world. You, you know, Eliza, that every illness is always in part genetic. Diet, the environment. But every illness. So you can remove the bacteria, take an antibiotic. You can try to get antivirals. But after a while, you can take antioxidants, anti-steroids, biologics. Take all the supplements. Do all kinds of acupuncture and so on. And initially, the treatment can work. And like you just described, then it stops working. And often what I describe, this is the two-hour reading, is that what is the mechanism underlying the symptoms in your body? A lot of people will say it's a food intolerance. They'll say it's that bacteria, that's virus. But what is it about your immune system that no longer keeps that at bay? What is it about your body that then becomes resistant to the treatments that worked before? And what a person doesn't take into account, or often not enough, is that one barrier to staying well or making the treatments continue to work is intuition. And that our intuition is a sensitivity that will let us know that something in our life is out of balance, that it will provoke a health problem that was previously treated or make it harder for a treatment to respond. Whether it's someone in a family, intimate relationship, financial situation, work environment, parent or child, your body will react to that person's mood how they think, how they act. And if you learned how to use your unique intuitive sensitivity, you can stay better longer, respond to treatment better. Notice I didn't say forever. Because in essence, it means that your body, that health problem, is part of your intuitive guidance system. And yours is first center. It's immune system, bones and joints. And it tells me that there was some environment growing up that didn't feel safe and secure. There was someone in a family who felt like authority. They had control and power, more power than anybody else. And to get along, you just avoided it and went forward. And then you left and you had a relationship that wasn't as bad but was similar. And then somehow you've left that and now, often enough, you don't have enough networks. You uproot and you don't have backing. You don't have networks who give you a sense of safety and security. You remove family because on some level, you don't want to be controlled like you were earlier in the, in the family. Who do you live with, Eliza? Um, my husband and my son moved in during COVID. There you go. Uh, your husband and your son. How old is your son? Um, my son is 29. Do you know, of course, your voice changed? Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. I just want you to know. Hold on a second. Okay. There's two types of language. There's left brain words. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains. But the right brain is tone, tonality. The right brain is also intuition and emotion. So in a lot of ways, you can tell what the person's real meaning is by their tone when they tell you something. 
And I can always tell when I've hit pay dirt with someone, I'm talking about the real issue in a reading, when their accent comes out. The beginning of the reading, they sound like, I don't know, they're a sportscaster or something. They okay. have no regional accent. But then when I start talking about the real issue, start talking like this, like the guy's southern accent, it comes right out. Okay. You had no tonality. You were just the facts, ma'am, just the facts, like Jack Webb on Dragnet. But when you use the word son, there was a tone. He's 29. I know you love him, but some people have difficulty loving and getting angry at the same time. The anger goes down into their body and it lyses their immune system. Who in your family of origin was a person, though loving, was very authoritative? Um, Don't wait. My Don't fa- wait. My- Go fast. Okay. Go ahead. My father over my mother, but, you know, not so Okay, much. no, I know, I know, because you left. Your father well, over I left when mother. I got married. That's right, but you watched the whole scenario of your father over your mother, and that wasn't going to happen to you, right? But it did, because I'm... I know. Wait a minute. See, this is why this is good. We only have two minutes. <laughs> okay. So he was authoritative, and I saw in you that's not going to happen to me. I know that it did. Because then you married somebody or there was a relationship and they did it to you. Is that correct? Absolutely. But thank you. Wait a minute. Stronger. I wait a minute. And the, who is the father of your son? My husband. And is that person stronger than your father? Yes, absolutely. I have no more questions for this witness, Your Honor. You may step <laughs> down. This is the reason why. Your son is half your genes and half your husband's genes. So okay. your father's genes through you are in your son, right? Yeah. And your husband's authoritative genes are in your son. So in many ways, yeah. your son has three quarters authoritative tendencies. Okay. But your capacity to talk about it is less because you love him. You love him. Right. Remember me saying to work safely with something that's difficult for us, like radiation in the lab. I used to work with radiation. The formula is increase distance, decrease time of exposure. Write that down with a pen, darling. Got a pencil, darling. Increase okay. distance, decrease time of exposure. Got it? Okay. So therefore, if we're allergic to wheat, we have less time with it and we keep it far away. Oh, if we have problems with Godiva chocolate, we keep it out of our house and we only have a limited contact with it. Do you get it? Yes. Think about that with your son. Okay. Good luck. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.